2: Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe mini I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to bridge the gap between our Rocketeer and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse episodes
0: are... Sir Patrick. And James Hunt.
2: Guys, let's just dive straight into the news because there's loads of... Because I'm
0: tired, because yeah. we're all tired. <laughs> we're all so tired. We've we're all, all nice
2: old stuff. and tired. Uh, but there's There's a lot of big news uh, from the last couple of weeks, um, and we'll kick things off, as we normally do when there's a big trailer, with the Captain Marvel trailer. So we got our second look at Captain Marvel, um, and it feels like the, the reactions to this one was a little bit more muted. Would you agree? Or I, I, Not that anyone is any less excited for the movie, but it didn't provide like a huge step forward from what we'd seen before.
0: I mean, I feel yeah. like when they put two trailers out, the second one tends to be aimed at a more conventional audience like the first one is for the fans and the second one is for people who just stumble into the cinema
2: I think the first ones to to grab the attention and the headlines and go oh shit look here's your first look at this and the second one is it tends to be here's maybe a little bit better of an idea of what the story of the movie is actually going to be I, I
3: do you came like to that see
0: Bumblebee, <laughs> but here's a Captain Marvel trailer.
3: <laughs> I do like that it opened by what you were saying about it it playing to the more casual audience, so in case any casual audience had seen the previous trailer and wondered why the hell Captain Marvel punches an old woman in the face, this trailer immediately opens by telling you exactly why Captain Marvel punches <laughs> an old woman in the face. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> there are scrolls and scrolls are people uh are aliens who are disguised as people and blah blah blah, and there's plot and Carol doesn't know her backstory. I thought it, it it made it it seemed to make the actual story of the movie a little bit more clear this time. the the whole the whole what is her past angle and that that's not just going to be mm. something that is addressed at one point of the movie. It's something that she's going to be grappling with the whole way through.
0: A stealth origin
3: story. I was going to say that's that's the only kind of slightly concerning. Thing is that does this mean that we you know we are going to get most of a film where she's not really Captain Marvel and, and it, it, what ties into that is throughout the trailer I got a sense of her performance of being quite kind of stilted and a, a little restrained which I I don't think it's certainly it's not a judgment on Brie Larson as an actress because she's an absolutely fantastic actress but I wonder is it that this is, you know, a Carol who doesn't remember who she is and doesn't really have much of a personality, and it's only going to be late on that she remembers who she is, and we get to actually see her like being a bit more lively and having a personality. And I just wonder if that's going to be a struggle for the film. I mean, that, that could be completely wrong. That could be a, a total misjudgment. It's just, it's just the impression that I got from the trailer. The I other don't know impression- what
2: the I don't know what the structure of the movie is going to be though, because we know we're seeing. Space-bound stuff with mm-hmm. her as a member of Star Force. We know we've got all the stuff on Earth, and we know we've got these like memories of something before. But is the is the Star Force stuff going to be memories as well, or is that going to be first act? It's like how mm. how soon in the movie is she going to be down on Earth, and and also which which part is going to be the brainwashing? Like, is is it literally going to be that they've made her forget her life pre pre being in Starforce. And like, is she a Kree? Is she a human? What is she? And I think that's uh, like, uh, because they're tampering with the origin and because they're doing, well, yeah, because this isn't going to be the straight Carol Danvers story. I think it's probably the the best equivalent is Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And Peter Quill, that Mm -hmm. they've just, they've kind of rebuilt the origin from the ground up there. Mm. It does leave a good deal of mystery around like which part of this is true. Uh, and which part of it isn't. Um, and on that point, guys, uh, I would like to uh, ask your thoughts on a, a rumour that has been circulating online in the last couple of weeks. Uh, there was a, a Funko Pop vinyl <laughs> um, of the... one of, <laughs> the, of the best rumours. Yeah. Well, of the Jude Law character. Um, and it was not titled mar it was, is it, uh, it's, it's a spacey name. Wait, I've got it up in front of me. It was yon Rog. Uh,
0: interesting.
2: Who, I, I, so I'm sorry, I'm quoting from a Nerdist article here. In the comics, yon Rog was a military officer stationed aboard a Kree spaceship sent to Earth by the Supreme Intelligence, the hyper-advanced AI that rules over the Kree. Jonrog fought alongside Marvell, but not so secretly hated him because they both pined for over the same woman, a Kree medic named Una. Over the years, Jonrog tried to throw Marvell under the bus countless times and even conspired with Ronan the Accuser to murder him. Can
3: I raise a significant point at this juncture? Yes. This is a Funko Pop. Yes. How the fuck do you know it's supposed to be Jude Law?
2: Well, yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's it was just a white
3: man in a costume.
2: I think it was more that the lineup included no Marvel, and instead, the only major character that it did include who we didn't know about was Yon Rog. And given, I, 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 I also read something that Yon Rog had had stuff to do in the comics with brainwashing Carol Danvers more recently. And I've, well, the question for you guys is: Does would that make sense, or would you do you still expect to be going to a movie where Jude Law plays? It totally
3: makes sense. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm just being glib, just, just about you know it being confirmation based yeah. on the fact that it's a Funko Pop. Oh no, it's not it, confirmation. It's, it's a um, rumor. I know, I know, but but if you look, if you look at the headlines and how it's been reported, it's it reveals that or spoils that, not suggests possibly based on our mm. interpretation of a blank faced plastic toy. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean it. It makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me, and it's a bit of a um, Star Trek Into Darkness situation, which is, if he is playing that character, why have they not said? Is it just that they want a twist of him being a villain not to be revealed? Yes. I was going to say um,
0: my my interpretation of this is that Jon Rog has taken Marvel's place, and I mean like, if that's the case, if you watch thing- that trailer, right? If you watch that trailer, were you watching it like I was and thinking? yeah you know this Marvel seems like a bit of a wrong un <laughs> right y- y- I kind' of yeah. be the only person going like that's a bit sus mm. where he like tells you know he's he's been filling in Carol Adams's backstory wrong, and she's super mm. powerful mm. like it does seem a bit like one of the threads of the movies is gonna be her discovering that her mentor is actually I mean, a yeah. bad guy oh what and if oh, like, what if it was her, like,
2: or what if it's a dual role what if he is what if he is um i don't know he's marvel but he's also post- uh, yeah, post- yeah, yeah, yon Rog.
0: posing as yon could be marvel undercover yeah. yeah i think yeah. it's i think it's more likely that yon Rog has replaced marvel in some way yeah i mean
3: well you know uh, or you know he could could even be in some way connected to the scrollers if he has. I was going to say he had could have shape shifting abilities. abilities given um, to him. But, Absolutely. but I mean, I, I I don't object to it purely because as much as I liked the idea of Jude Law being cast as Marvel, good bit of casting, and the idea of him being cast as Marvel and killed off quite early, I like Jude Law and I think he'd be good as the villain. So if he's playing the villain and it means he's in the film for longer, I don't have a problem with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I thought I thought it was intriguing and actually. You could, you could absolutely say see Jude Law playing that heel role. Um, other points from the trailer: we got uh, a better look at the cat. Um, the
0: cat who is clearly going to be an alien.
2: Yes, and also, are we thinking that the cat is how Fury loses his eye? Because that would be if, that would be so. <laughs> good. If that is the case.
0: Everyone will be so happy. <laughs>
2: That would I mean a, apart from Fury.
0: <laughs> it's it just knows
2: exactly
3: where it is. <laughs> it would
0: just I would love it if his eye survived the entire film and then the cat like scratched it right in the last scene.
3: In the post credits. In sequence. the post credits,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, if you look, I'm just looking now, it's definitely a it's a big old scratch on his face when he when he pulls up the um uh, the eye patch in uh Is it Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Um so
2: yeah. God, it would be it would be so good if that was the case. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I'm I'm s I am i am do not think this this trailer didn't dampen my anticipation for the movie. I think it's still it's still looking pretty damn great and um I think as I said before, I would encourage everyone to go out and check uh go out and check out Anna Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck's previous work. Maybe not, it's kind of a funny story, but the rest of it it's all good. You should go and watch it. Mississippi Grind, Sugar, two great movies. Half Nelson, yeah. Um, I dig into the Brie Larson back catalog as well. I'm just thinking, Short Term 12, probably my favorite. Um, so that was the Captain Marvel trailer. Um, let's go to some. Uh, well, we can we can talk about whether this is sad news or not uh, on the Marvel side of things. Daredevil follows in the footsteps of Iron Fist and Luke Cage being cancelled on Netflix. Um, James, you were big, big fan of season three.
0: Yeah,
2: I've I've now watched season three. Um, I I think it's I think it's good. Uh, on I think
0: it's the, as uh, good as re- season one. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I, I when I finished that, I thought it might be better, but I actually think that it was probably not with a bit of reflection. But
0: yeah, I
2: but <laughs> I. I liked it but I feel like I kind of I liked it because I like Charlie Cox and I like Vincent D'Onofrio and I actually think that they that the show just embraced what it was good at which is we've got this actor who's good we've got this other actor who's good people like these characters let's just show these characters and every episode let's pause for 20 minutes to have a fight. (laughs) <laughs> and the fights a
0: couple of good fights
2: and the fights weren't we no that's what i mean yeah the fight the fights were better than you got on the rest of the netflix shows mm-hmm. um but ultimately this is i don't think this spoils anything that this season ends in a place that doesn't feel wrong to to leave the show
0: no it's not it's not done a iron fist in a Luke cage and ended on a like in, extremely enticing cliffhanger that would never get resolved
2: no, I mean there's a there's a slight cliffhanger, but it's real dumb and it's <laughs> it's not like the the, the kind of the post-credits y tag at the end of yeah yeah is not great. But the actual the actual thrust of the story with all the main characters, you leave everyone in a place that you're like yeah okay, and and they lived unhappily ever
0: after. <laughs> they live miserably ever yeah. after. I mean, I, as much as I love Daredevil. I do love it mainly for the, the actors. Yeah. Like I don't feel like net Netflix without daredevil is, is a great loss to, you know, the canon of fictional work or anything. I
2: think it was, just, it
0: was, a- if there was another series, it was going to have the same problems that the other ones had, which is that, you know, it's going to be slow and excessively violent and just not, not, really i don't want to say respectful because it's not it was too respectful of anything it was like the tone of these shows has always been like oh let's let's be as down to earth as we can possibly be with our concepts and it's like i'm sort of i'm i'm ready for a daredevil that embraces the fact that he's a superhero as much as i love the look of the ninja daredevil you know i just i felt like we spent a lot of time sitting in offices in this series of Daredevil, and it's like, that's not why I watch a superhero TV show.
2: Well, let's let's talk about what's happening here, because as of now, I think for a while, we've known that there wasn't going to be any more Defenders. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil all gone. Jessica Jones and The, Pun- and the Punisher haven't been cancelled yet, but both of those have <laughs> seasons <laughs> upcoming. So I think it would be fairly safe to assume that the second season of Punisher and the third season of Jessica Jones will be their last.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and the statement that was released by Netflix about the cancellation of this show said... What was it? That the the these characters will continue to live through the Marvel Universe or something like that. Basically, yeah. the implication everywhere has been Disney are taking these characters back. These shows will at the very least, be on. Know. Well, these shows are done. They will be on our pla- on our platform on Netflix for the foreseeable future. But it it was like it said for years to come, rather than like, <laughs> rather than forever. Uh, mm-hmm. So who knows what the contract is there? Whether those shows could be, you know, taken from the service in two or three years' time when the contractual stuff is all is all been tied up. But it sounded it's the implication sounded like Disney has plans for these characters and it ain't on it ain't on Netflix anymore.
0: Well, did you see I think it was Eric Olson put out a tweet. Oh no, sorry, it was one of the writers put out a tweet saying, like, I'm I'm having dinners with the dinner with the Marvel execs. Like they're all as shocked as we are. So it, it sounds mm. to me more like Netflix went, Well, these these shows have all suffered a massive drop in audience figures. You're about to become our competitor Let's not give you money.
2: Yeah, and, and potentially these shows could be costing Netflix a pretty penny. Um, yeah, well, Netflix are canceling a lot of stuff that isn't produced in house.
0: Certainly, the um, the viewers like such that you can divine that knowledge from what Netflix tells people, which is basically nothing. Like independent studies said, something like Daredevil season three had a seventy five percent drop. Or, mm. or maybe it was 45. It was a massive drop anyway, <laughs> such that if if they did a Dead Daredevil season four, like basically no one would be watching it. So maybe they just went, well, let's cut our losses and, and cash out now.
2: And I think that, uh, weirdly, I think this is a factor. In the background, Netflix just, pay, just paid Mark Miller a lot of money for, <laughs> for his... superhero Superhero universe, yeah and you would imagine that there's a lot of shows coming there and if if netflix are thinking we're going to tick the same demographic boxes with these shows um and if they're confident that they you know that those boxes are going to be ticked by the miller shows then yeah why why keep doing the netflix marvel stuff um yeah yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't know what the contracts are. I don't know what what has gone into all of this. I don't know whether we'll ever see any of these characters reprising these roles. Um, I would say the odds are against it, but i, I also doubt that it would be impossible. I probably—I what—that's to say, I would guess that if if Marvel wanted to use Charlie Cox in a future project, be that a TV show on disney plus or be that in the marvel cinematic universe i think they could
3: in much the same way as uh dc have used matthew ryan's constantine in the <laughs> flower verse even though his show originally wasn't set in it they've just basically said well this is the version of the character he you know the guy plays him the guy wants to keep yeah. playing him we don't need to re-establish him we don't need to make a direct link to his previous adult oriented adventures we just bring <laughs> him in and they could do exactly the same with Daredevil. And I think
2: yeah. pe- I think people forget as well that while Netflix is a, a streaming service that doesn't feel like it is CBS or Fox or whatever, it still is just another channel per se. Mm-hmm. And we know the way that TV contracts work in you know regularly in the US, a show has been cancelled by one network, it gets shot to other networks. And another network, as was the case with Brooklyn 99 this past year, it's picked up elsewhere. Again, I don't think I don't think Disney are going to do this. I just think they could if they wanted to. I think Disney Plus could if they wanted to pick up and run Daredevil Season 4. So if all of these Marvel execs are really shocked and they think it's uh they they can't believe it's happened, then put it on your put season four on your streaming service. Don't think you're gonna. But um, I I also think it's probably for the best because when this deal was done, it was what when Agents of Shield was a year a, a season or two in at the time, and there was still this implication that it was all part of the movie universe. But I mean, <laughs> these shows have continued and not acknowledged the snap, so you just can't. You can't buy that they are part of the same universe. There's no, yeah, I mean that's... there's no way to do it anymore.
0: Part of me would would love to see Charlie Cox Daredevil get his own movie in the MCU. I think more realistically, we're looking like five, ten years down the line, they bring Daredevil into the MCU and ignore the TV show.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah.
0: Like one of the one of the problems I think with Daredevil at the moment is that they've basically. Between the original movie and these three TV uh, series and Defenders, they've basically told like all the good Daredevil stories that you could adapt. So, like, if you want to do a Daredevil movie, like, what do you do? Daredevil and Elektra again?
2: Well, I mean, Daredevil and
0: but... the Kingpin again, like.
2: But they don't. How,
0: how many times can you do that? That stuff. Before Marvel doesn't just, like.
2: The MCU isn't adapting stories very often, is it?
0: Oh no, but but like, for example, you do a Daredevil Origin, who do you pit him against? Like fucking stilt men?
1: <laughs>
0: you know, it's just if they do another iteration of Daredevil anytime soon, it's gonna hit exactly the same beats that the T V show and the last movie hit, so
2: Here's what I, I want you guys. It's more I want... likely
0: he's just gonna be left fallow for a bit.
2: What if he was a supporting character in the Black Widow movie? That would be that would be
0: That would be fun. Pretty fun. Fi- pretty cool fine by doing...
3: me. <laughs> yeah. Told you, I'm sure I did this in a pitch send him off to San Francisco <laughs> yeah
2: uh, yeah so um, I think we've probably seen the last though of Charlie Cox's Daredevil um, like I say, I think I'm going to miss the performances more more than I'm going to miss the show um, yeah but uh, I, it's to me it speaks volumes that of all of the Marvel shows Daredevil, Daredevil was the one that I found myself compelled to keep watching Um and the uh, to be honest of all of the marvel shows on the platform that i haven't caught up on the only one in the back of my mind i'm still like "Mm, i might get around to that is just is jessica jones but i can't can't see myself watching any of the others at this stage so (laughs) yeah um okay so we'll move on now um to uh the last bit of marvel well mcu news anyway um a shang chi movie is in development um this uh, was reported by deadline this week. Um, and apparently uh, writer Dave Callaham has um, already been tasked to write the screenplay. He is a Chinese American writer. Um, the article says that they the studio are looking at a number of Asian and Asian American directors. Um, and and it pretty nakedly in this article says, marvel would like this to do for the asian american audience what black what black panther did for the (laughs) african-american audience
0: make them spend a billion dollars (laughs)
2: yes um it's pretty it's pretty naked what they're trying to do but i look at this and go it's this stuff is never going to happen unless it's commercially driven and we are fortunately at a point where capitalism is now saying, yes, diversity will make you money. So, yeah, great. And that means that we're getting a Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu movie. So <laughs> this, guys, is that, that something is... to look forward to?
0: <laughs> this is something that I'm less obviously excited by. <laughs> like, Admittedly, when Black Panther was announced, Black Panther was still something of a D-lister who the movie has massively elevated and they've done that before with guardians of the galaxy Hmm. maybe they can do it with shang chi the problem with shang chi is that he his power is like kung fu
2: why is is, is that a problem isn't that isn't that great like what 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 powers do a bunch of the marvel characters have the answer to most of them is like quite strong and they're good at fighting. All right, well this guy's going to be good at fighting and he's got an actual fighting style.
0: The problem is he has to be the best at fighting.
2: Yeah, great.
0: Okay, but like Shang-Chi as a character sort of was created out of the 70s like exploitation movement. So mm. Marvel essentially went, "Oh, Bruce Lee's popular, let's do Bruce Lee as a superhero." Yeah. So that's what you get. And I'm not saying that couldn't work as a film. The problem is Bruce Lee exists on film. Can like, can you do these, these films and make them more impressive than that? And that's what sort of concerns me. I mean, the, one of the bigger things that I find interesting to see how they, how they work around it is that in the comics, he is explicitly Fu Manchu's son, except that, Fu Manchu was under license so when Marvel lost the license they had to sort of write around that part of his character
2: I mean I can tell you what they'll do here
0: what would they do here
2: we'll ignore it entirely James <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean in fairness what they did eventually was that they revealed that he wasn't Fu Manchu that was an alias and he was someone else like he was an immortal sorcerer which is probably how they'll do it but you know it Shang Chi's entire story is is other characters with the serial numbers filed off, so mm, I'll be interested to see how they do it.
2: I I I, I don't know. I kind of feel like what that what Marvel are taking here is Asian American superhero, and I think they're I, I think the Netflix shows have done them a favour by adapting Iron Fist and adapting them badly because <laughs> it it Danny Rand would be the obvious character. Iron Fist would be the obvious character to bring all of the Kung Fu Mm -hmm. stuff into the MCU. And I think with it, it would have brought that... The headache that Iron Fist was on the small screen would have been multiplied and magnified so much when you're talking about actually putting him alongside the rest of the Avengers. Yeah,
0: unless they're just cast an Asian American actor as as Danny Rand.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they've, they've had that show that, you know, wasn't great. It, they probably need a bit of time before they look at featuring that character again and you know what maybe it's maybe at some point in a in a sequel or, of, to of chi that's where they'd look at it but i so what i see here is kung fu mcu asian american and i, I would I, i'd like to see who they look at from a yeah from a f- filmmaking perspective and uh and an acting perspective because i mean like I, I love Justin Lin. I'd love to see him get a crack at an, a Marvel movie. Um, mm. James Wan's obviously about to ha- have his over at um, DC. And then, I don't know, I look at... Every time I see John Cho in a movie, I go, it is a crime that Hollywood did not turn John Cho. This handsome, charming, funny, great, dramatic actor as well has just had to continue being good at things in his career without ever being given that big shot that big role and whether that whether that is someone like John Cho here or whether it's some whether it's the the younger version of John Cho that we don't know yet i think it's great that marvel are now going down these routes because it will give someone like that an opportunity to shine in a movie like this. So um, this feels to me like a slam dunk that is going to happen. J-
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure. As soon- if nothing else, it's it's going to be cheap. Because <laughs> you don't need to make Wakanda and you don't need to make superpowers. You just need to have someone who's good at fighting.
2: Sounds pretty great to me. I, um,
0: do, I, I do wonder, is it problematic? To have your one asian american character be super good at kung fu uh,
2: i think it's <laughs> it's it's all about the way you execute it james
0: okay we we'll that s- question we'll has
3: see. been posed about shang chi in the past i think mm.
0: yeah but i mean there are other asian american superheroes in the marvel universe right and not all of them do kung fu I'm not yeah. sure they were at the time he was introduced. Oh sure, but that was the seventies when everyone was racist. So. <laughs>
2: um okay, let's move over to DC. Uh James, you got to talk a lot about Shang-Chi. We're gonna we're gonna hand things over to Seb here because Seb, <laughs> over at DC, a Blue Beetle movie is reportedly in development. Um this was reported by the rap that the um that a blue beetle movie will be written by Gareth Dunnett. Al Cossier, uh, who apparently wrote the upcoming Scarface reboot. Um, <laughs> Jesus, hey, th- that's it's Hollywood.
0: I mean, they've <laughs> yet to there do will... the definitive Scarface movie, so fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there will always be, there will always be new Scarfaces. Um, Hopefully, one day they'll do the Batman villain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is going to be a Jamie Reyes. Blue Beetle movie. Jaime, um, Reyes, Jaime sorry. Um but this is one of those DC movies that with DC it's always a lot more difficult to tell is this <laughs> is this in development as in it's happening or is it another <laughs> is it another project that someone's <laughs> been There was a there was an article last week where Zatanna showed up as a character who DC <laughs> are potentially developing a movie around. Um but it sounded like she was very much a name on a list. Um let's let's presume for the moment that a Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle movie is going to happen. Seb is that a good thing? I imagine you think it's a good thing.
3: I think so. I I like Blue Beetle. Um Jaime's not the first Blue Beetle. He's well, he's either the 3rd or the 4th depending on how you look at it because the first two versions had the same name. Um <laughs> so it was so he was actually originally a Charlton Comics character. Um, Charlton being the company that were bought out by DC who all the Watchmen characters were based on Um, Mm. so Blue Blue Beetle was actually Night Owl basically because the the lineage of Blue Beetle was that in the 30s he was a cop who fought crime as a vigilante then in the 60s he was revamped by Charlton to be actually an archaeologist who found an Egyptian scarab that gave him superpowers and not long after that revamp he was replaced by Ted Cord, So Ted Kord being the equivalent of Dan Dryberg in Watchmen. Um, uh, you know who, who basically took over and who didn't have powers but he was a student of Dan Garrett's who kind of discovered the Blue Beetle identity and became the new Blue Beetle but he couldn't get the Scarab to work uh, so he fought crime with his own gadgets and and a Beetle ship and he's most famous really for having been in the Justice League International where he had a long-running uh, bromance with Booster Gold uh, over the course of the Given and Dematis Justice League and afterwards and um, So Jaime Reyes was introduced in 2006 in the Infinite Crisis crossover and is a uh, Mexican-American teenager. He's from El Paso. Um, And he uh, discovers the Scarab and it gets bonded to his spine and, and activates its kind of full power. And it turns out to be an alien artifact that kind of gives him this alien armor from this race who are actually like enemies of the Green Lanterns. Um but it's cool. The the original run from two thousand six, which was written by Keith Giffen and John Rogers, is is one of my favourite like DC things of, of the of that era. Um I, I remember thinking of it at the time and I still describe it as being like DC doing a Spider Man book because, you know, it's about this teenage kid balancing his superhero identity with his friends and his home life.
0: <laughs> I feel like you should qualify parents. that with but good
3: uh yeah <laughs>
0: it's like dc doing spider-man uh... yeah
3: <laughs> no dc doing spider-man but but getting it right um, <laughs> and unfortunately like so he had he, he had his series ran for a little while and then he showed up in kind of team books he was in the Teen titans and stuff for a while he was one of the characters who suffered from the um new 52 reboot because they
0: didn't <laughs> as change... opposed to one of the readers who suffered
3: <laughs> well yeah um, yeah, the issue that I had with with him in the New Fifty Two was, you know, the the look and everything was the same, but they they tweaked a lot of the character background. They tweaked some of the dynamics between like the supporting characters in the series. Like for example, there'd been a there's two supporting characters um, who kind of have a long running sort of will they won't they romance, but in the New Fifty Two reboot, um, they kind of put Jaime in as a third spoke on a love triangle instead, and it was just a bit awkward because that wasn't the relationship they'd had in the previous run. They made him a bit. Um, kind of edgier, like part of what makes the original series good is that he's, he's just a nice guy, he's just, you know, quite a nice, normal, likeable teenager and I think they tried to make him a bit cooler in that kind of crap cool 90s way that the New 52 <laughs> was trying to be. Um, since, the, since Rebirth he's had a new series and what they've actually done is brought back Ted Cord because Ted Cord had been killed off uh, before <laughs> Infinite Crisis, he was shot in the head by Maxwell Law. I was, was going to say
0: mind. killed off is a very tame yeah. way of describing
3: um, it, but in in rebirth continuity, Ted Cord is actually the son of an older Cord. So like all. Ted Kord was like an inventor with a big business empire, and in in current continuity, the business empire was his father's, and he's a kind of young, hotshot inventor. So I think in this continuity, I don't think he was ever the Blue Beetle, but he had some kind of connection to the Blue Beetle, so now he works with Jaime. But I I dropped off the series after Rebirth because I just wasn't finding it that interesting. But I do like the character. Uh, It's a really good visual. Um, It's a a quite elaborate, and some would probably say needlessly elaborate, Jim Lee mid-2000s design. Um, but I like it. I like the character. I like the concept. I like that he has this. You can do a kind of buddy movie relationship between him and the scarab because he talks to the scarab because it's like alien technology. It's a bit like Iron Man and his suit, but kind of it's got more of an independent personality. And like the the scarab always wants to f- like fully power up the armor and kill people because it is a weapon. And Jaime's like, no, we're trying to help people, not kill them. Um, so yeah, that, there's plenty you can do with it. Um, I think what's particularly Interesting, obviously, is the angle of uh, he would be the first Latino hero yeah. um, to, to get a movie. Um, and also, just the setting, you know, it gives you the chance visually to do something much different, which the comic did very well. The comic was very much about its location and its surroundings in El Paso. Um, so I think, you know, it, it gives you a different kind of palette to work with and, you know, maybe a different kind of story. So um, I would see this as being... You know, depending on how Shazam turns out, I would see this as hopefully being in in the Shazam corner of things in terms of well,
2: the style and the I I think it's increasingly looking like everything's going to be in the Shazam corner of things. <laughs> <that I've already laughs> By seen. which you
0: mean the Marvel corner of things.
2: <laughs> well, and, uh, I think pro- I think it sounds like they're they're striking out a a different kind of area from themselves. But for all reports are that Aquaman has some big goofy silly stuff in there. Um, amidst all of the all of the uh, years, um,
0: <laughs> I mean that is kind of smart because that's what DC does well—is like, yeah, absolutely insane, like mythos overloaded, like backstory. Yeah, comics.
2: Well, and let's and let's also tie this into the other piece of um, DC news from this week, which is that the Birds of Prey movie will apparently now go by the title of. Birds of Prey brackets and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which you, you've ticked a box there. You've got Harley Quinn into the title. and But I think the the one thing you can get from that is a sense of the tone, which yeah, is that definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's a movie that's going to be having some fun and not taking itself too seriously as well. So, and, 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 I mean, who knows what Wonder Woman 84 is going to be like, but it's set in 1984 and Kristen Wiggs playing Cheetah. Sorry, Cheetah. Um, So, that feels like it might not be quite as, uh, I I, I don't know, quite as serious as the first film tonally was.
0: I mean, the first film was quite... uh,
2: Yeah, it was so, I mean, it still had fun, yeah. Yeah. And if by cheeky, you're referring to Chris Pine's nude scene, I I see what you did there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so it's... It it feels like um, the DC movies are going in that direction. Um, I think that's probably a good thing because the other direction hadn't worked. Um, And when it comes to Blue Beetle, that's a character, I, I, I think... I think that this is more likely to happen. And the reason I think it's more likely to happen is um, there's there's a couple of characters that you feel like DC could very easily have slotted into the Flowerverse at some point unless they had plans for them elsewhere. Yeah. I, I think Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are two characters that yeah. would have, you know, could have had their own shows or could have popped up across... Those dc shows and those dc shows show a lot of characters and really the only character from the dc tv shows that the movies are taking seriously is the flash um but otherwise they've held characters back and blue beast and booster gold are two characters that i do eventually expect to see dc movies around um Try- don't
3: them on. Uh, maybe the reason they haven't done them on the Flareverse is because of how badly they were done on yeah.
2: Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> but Small de- Smallville did a lot of characters badly and it hasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Superman, for example.
2: <laughs> um, and I'll tell you one thing as well. Uh, every time I Google Blue Beetle, I look at that character and I go, oh cool. He looks cool. He looks really cool. I love the blue. I love the suit. It looks great. Um, haven't read much Blue Beetle. Certainly not when he was went with him on his own uh but everything you told me about him DC's DC's version of Spider-Man basically in that costume i'm like yeah, yeah okay just sign me up yeah, for that movie give that,
3: give that Giffen and rogers run from 2006 ago it's really fun especially mm. for for the first kind of 15 issues or so it's a lot of fun
2: i think i read the first issue of the um what's the current DC rebirth. rebirth i think i read the first issue of the rebirth one and didn't wasn't grabbed by it um mm. but yeah it sounds like that's that's what i need to see my even into. so uh yeah a blue beetle movie is in development and as we said but so <laughs> what do you think of that birds of prey title
3: i like it yeah um because it's a bit different and it's playful and um what i, I think what i like about it is it's you know it breaks out of the very generic style of title that we do generally get for these films. Um, You know, it's not just either a a team or character name that that the general public hasn't heard of, like Birds of Prey, or an existing character that you have heard of with a colon and then a subtitle. Um,
0: Well, the best characters have colons. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: So, yeah, I think it's... I, I like the way it seems to tell you quite a bit about the film. Um, it, it rather suggests to me that, you know, that I, and I have a feeling we already talked about this as possibly being the way we'd expect the film to go, but the Birds of Prey being treated very seriously when they're in it, you know, they, they are sort of serious crime-fighting Gotham heroines and Harley Quinn is there to basically Deadpool all over them. and you know i can totally see that dynamic working and that dynamic is present in that title so yeah
0: you can practically see in this title right you can imagine the the credit screen of like super serious birds of prey and then harley quinn scribbles over the the Mm -hmm. which is which is how they revealed it it
3: by showing a script with birds of prey types and and the rest of it handwritten over it it was (laughs) um
2: and so here's instagram i think here's my question who's she been emancipated from (laughs) Is it Isn't the it obvious? Yeah. Cause, the Joker. Yeah. So does that mean we're just not going to see him at all?
3: I fucking hope so. That'd
2: be, <laughs> that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> or
3: first five minutes of the film, he gets drop kicked out of a window.
2: <laughs>
3: Batman punts
0: his head off.
2: Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, daddy shot in the head. Then he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we move on to our final piece of news now. Um, We need to pussyfoot around this a little bit, because this is news that relates to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. James has seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Seb and I are seeing it over the next couple of days, and it will be our next episode in the show. So so we don't want to talk actual Spider-Verse specifics, and we don't want to talk really, yeah, much about that movie itself.
3: Although yeah. I do just want to say now that I really hope that uh, everyone who listens to this podcast has read James's review on Den of Geek and compared James's reaction to the film with everything that James had said about the film on this <laughs>
2: Please, podcast. please, everyone, before you listen to the next episode, go back and listen to our previous episodes where James talked about Into the Spider-Verse. Um, because... <laughs> Never have you seen someone switch so so completely. <laughs> all,
0: all I want to say, right, is I don't consider it uh, any kind of critical failing that I was unexcited by a trailer for a movie that I then enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, but I think you were wrong to be unexcited by the trailer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that, that's, I can't be wrong. That was just my reaction.
3: Oh, no, James, you're often wrong. Um... <laughs> James, if there's one thing we've learned from this podcast, you can be wrong.
2: <laughs> um, so... The news that broke pretty much around the time that Insta Spider Verse started screening critics was that a sequel was already in development, um, which is obviously a big show of confidence. um, And you get the sense that this is not one of those, oh, yeah, we're totally making a sequel to Green Lantern. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, this is an actual sequel that's being made. And also that Sony are planning a Spider-Women spin-off movie from this. So the Spider-Verse is going to be expanded. Um, and that's that's kind of exciting given James... How much you like this, and also how much critics in general have liked this?
0: Yeah, I mean my my favorite character in the movie, by some distance, is Spider Gwen. So if they're gonna make a spin off based around her, I'm pre-ordering my ticket now.
2: Is it spoilery to say who the Spider Women would be, or would, is it gonna be? I mean, I is can, it gonna be Gwen and whoever? I can
0: spec. I can speculate you should assume nothing about the movie based on what i'm going to speculate but i would say spider gwen okay there was a spider spider women comic in part of the original spider verse crossover i would say we're definitely going to see spider gwen we're probably going to see um forgotten a
1: surname
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jessica, not Jones. Jessica um, 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 Drew. Uh, Drew. Drew.
2: Yes. I got there first. <laughs> yes. I'm the comics expert.
0: <laughs> um, I imagine they would put Ar- Aranya in there. Aranya? If anyone remembers her. Oh, no, she yeah. has
3: been around recently, hasn't
0: she?
2: Yeah.
3: Mayday, um, Parker. The future.
0: maybe maybe yeah i guess i guess that could work yeah
2: there's a lot um, though isn't it there? there's a lot to choose from
0: oh yeah there are tons of of characters who would fit the bill yeah yeah
2: so that's cool um and it is cool that you liked it james um mm. and i i don't know it feels like it feels like things have sh- have shifted so entirely for sony surrounding spider-man where once they were getting it all oh so wrong and now they're getting it all right because they've taken their main franchise and gone marvel can you fix this for us <laughs> and i think we all while i'm I'm not the biggest fan of far from home uh, sorry homecoming in the world they've got the character right i'm, I'm it's
0: at I- least better than the last two movies that's only made and pr- maybe the last three
2: Uh, yeah no definitely um and so that that is trending in the right direction venom 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 is as of of recording is the fifth highest grossing movie worldwide (laughs) in 2018 now to put that into context the other the other films in the top five are i believe jurassic world avengers black panther and incredibles 2 and then and then it's Venom.
0: Well, like the Venom, question I... Venom
2: is making Venom has had its um its theatrical run in China extended because <laughs> it is still uh two and a half weeks in making more than a million dollars a day at the box so office. The question
0: I want to ask specifically to China is what is it that you love so much about Venom and why do you have to ruin it for the rest of us?
2: No, James, <laughs> even if you take that off Venom would have made uh coming up to 600 million worldwide excluding China. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean it's undoubtedly a smash and I I just I don't understand it but it clearly is.
2: And then if they've got if if they're thinking that this is working if they if they're confident which i think they must be that this is gonna uh, that this is gonna make money into the spider-verse for the now. wrong
0: reasons though
2: no so well, I, I, i'm talking about into the spider-verse now um, okay okay so if, <laughs> i
0: thought you were gonna talk about how they're gonna make like the craven film and the morbius film and well i mean they are gonna, gonna make
2: like, they are gonna make the morbius toss film. off all these yeah.
0: bad spider-man spin-offs the because Jack venom Pop did well film. but the they jackpot film god help us
2: but they've got a franchise in venom there's no doubt about that they've got a franchise yeah, sure. in venom yeah. They've got a franchise in Spider-Man. And now they might have a universe of animated movies. And those animated movies, I am fairly sure, are going to be brilliant kind of trailers slash dry runs for which characters do we want to see in live action.
0: Oh, definitely. Especially this movie. Like, you know, again, no spoilers. Miles Morales, we all know, is front and center. So... The idea that this isn't some kind of dry run for, you know, maybe five years down the line, maybe longer, but eventually he's going to come to live action as a result of this doing well. Hmm.
2: So yeah, I, I just think it's it's really great news, and I, I, I mean, you know me with Into the Spider Verse <laughs> from the moment that first trailer dropped, I have been looking forward to it so much and i think james the reason why you were wrong not to be excited about this regardless of what you thought about the trailers <clears throat> lord miller that's ev- i mean everything they touch is gold
0: <laughs> interestingly lord is uncredited on this movie
2: is it where well, he's a he's a credited writer isn't
0: he nope
2: is he not? He's on. A, he's on the IMDb's.
0: He's not in the credits. I can not promise you that. A producer, yeah, okay, producer. Because they,
2: they, were both. They, but they're both. They're both producers. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Sorry, they. That's true. They're both producers, but he's not credited as a writer.
2: Okay, I well, you would imagine if they produced it, whether they wrote it or not, they probably had input, and and helped the direction. Yeah, that, but that I mean
0: part in. of me I'm being a little bit facetious because part of me expects this is some kind of, you know, WGA thing or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, that's I mean, and hopefully they can stay involved with these movies as they as they continue. Because yeah, they're just great. I even watched solo this week guys and I didn't think it was terrible. <laughs> 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 And I can only imagine it would have been good had they remained. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, my my faith in the all-powerful Lord Miller is unwavering. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be able to talk about that uh, in a lot more spoilery detail on the next main episode. Um, which I can't wait, you guys. I cannot wait. December is jam-packed full with enormous movies. And this is the one that I want to see more than anything. And I'm seen on Friday, so
0: I'm going to be so confused because by the time we record Spider Verse, I'll have also seen Aquaman.
3: <laughs> You're just going to lapse into talking about Aquaman.
2: Uh, James is basic basically the podcast for now is just one extended humble brag for James. <laughs> It used to be his busy social life and now it's his busy screening life. We can't keep up. (laughs) Just can't keep up.
0: Um, Seeing a 30-minute preview of Battle Angel Alita 2. Sorry, Alita Battle Angel.
2: You'll be seeing Gambit next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's it for this week's podcast. There's nothing else to talk about and we're going to go, oh, wait, hang on. Guys, some, some, some breaking news apparently we're in the end game now
0: <laughs> we're not in the forever now i'm just, I'm still sore about that to be honest um,
2: are you wait are you are you actually sore because you were wrong or because you think that's a better title no I
0: just think Avengers forever is a much better title yeah. Avengers Endgame is so literal and, and inspiring i, I avengers forever is something you can really like cheer about
3: I don't dislike it as much as you but yeah I think it's got that it's got that more ominous sense whereas yeah avengers forever what it felt like if it was going to be that was this is the triumphant you know the avengers are back and they're going to sort things out sort of
2: way of the do story. you know what as you know as the as the title is coming up on screen i was really wanting it to be called uh, like just in that moment i was like oh it should be called avengers reassembled and then it was endgame and i was like oh, it's fine
0: <laughs> I, the the tweet I saw announced the title before it was in the trailer. And so as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, uh, uh, end game. Okay.
2: So I managed to avoid the title because um, I was um, sat working at home today, actually, on my, on my laptop. And a message from Seb came through going... So guys, when are we recording tonight? When can we? And I was like, oh, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> so, so I booted up YouTube on the TV. So I was like, I want to, I want to watch this. It's not often like a big trailer drops, and I'm sat in my living room. So I was like, right, okay, <laughs> TV. Got onto the YouTube app. It um. Marvel, to their credit, yeah. had not written the title. Mm-hmm. in, and so The I Marvel
3: UK upload later down. in the day does have the title. But yeah, Marvel's one mm. still, actually, if you look at it now, still just says Marvel's event.
0: I guess as, as the source, Marvel don't have to worry about SEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Very on true.
3: Twitter, and actually this isn't, I don't even think it's the, ori- it might be the original one or it's a retweet. On the Marvel Studios Twitter account, the Twitter embedded version has got 23 million views already. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
2: So the re the reason for them holding back this title, so I know Kevin Feige kinda of went, Oh, I almost wish we hadn't. It people are gonna be so under un- uh, underwhelmed, it's just a title. Um we just yeah, we kind of kind of made a rod for our own back with that one. I guess the only reason not to reveal the title Avengers Endgame back before Infinity War was released was that when Doctor Strange said that line, we'd have all gone.
0: Oh. Yeah, people did um, that
2: anyway. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah,
0: but it the, it would have been less ambiguous, certainly. Like, but then, it would have distracted you in the moment if he said the title of the next film in that film. And then I guess, I guess
2: you don't want to put it up like straight in the end credits, going "The Avengers will return in Avengers Endgame." Because you really want that moment at the end of the film to land, and the, not to be any mm. well, kind also of distraction because they, emotionally. Because they had there. the
3: gag of the message at the end is Thanos will return, not the Avengers will return. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I get it. Um, I think Kevin Feige is right. They did kind of. Make a rug for her own back there. But at the same time, it it added this additional layer of intrigue. It was, when are we going to see the trailer? What is the title going to be? And um, I think it kind of uh, stole Captain Marvel's thunder a little bit, so to speak. (laughs) Um, But hey, we finally got the trailer. And for you guys, did it live up to... All of the build-up, all of the hype, all of the anticipation. I was surprised
3: because I, I really was expecting that that we just get nothing from a trailer. You know that we that yeah, I me think too. We, we have already talked about this that what that it would be more the trailer would be a suggestive trailer and a and a look back mm-hmm. at things whether that, whether that was old footage or just like new footage of you know their costumes or you know, just something that doesn't actually show you anything from this film so to have seen as much of this film and yet such a small you know that this is such a small picture of what's
2: actually you know the, we have seen is, nothing that's not in the first 20 exactly, minutes exactly i was going to say this, this is, is not
3: going to be a 3 hour film with those five characters <laughs> being depressed
2: <you> know? <laughs> well, like if this was if this was the trailer for Infinity War, I reckon this footage would have taken us up to about the Edinburgh Edinburgh station sequence. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of how much of the film I think they've shown us. Um, should we go through it kind of? scene by scene, scene, by scene. Because, there's only like four scenes in it yeah so. there's there's not much going uh and but yeah, we can talk so about this it is
3: interesting. so i just want to say this because i agree I, you know i agree and you're right and people have said oh you know it doesn't give anything away and yet like i say i think maybe because i was expecting just nothing i was surprised at just how much there is and how much of a feel of it it really gives you and and, and the feel of how different it already feels from infinity war so i do i do think that's impressive that it feels like a lot while also feeling like not a lot <laughs> if that makes sense. yeah.
2: Well, I think it, it satisfies you in the moment, but it, it will also leave everyone going, when are we getting the second trailer that actually tells us about the plot of the movie? <laughs> um, okay, so Tony is in space. This is like the first minute of the trailer. So it's a two and a half minute trailer where a minute is taken up by the first scene of Tony in space. I'm pretty um, sure as well that's going to be the first scene of the film. Yeah, it Fe- yeah, feels like and it And then could Captain be. Marvel's
3: going to turn up and rescue him.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, Tony is not dying in space.
0: Um, Imagine if he did. Imagine if he did. I, I, <laughs> I So, I kind of have a theory about this, which is that that message he records gets to, like, I think he might actually die in space and then that message gets to Earth. And we know, like, are we agreed that there's probably some time travel in this movie? Um, yes. So, based on that, I kind of can see them going back in time to rescue him once they realise he's there, but I think he might actually die the first time. Uh, yeah, that's possible.
2: Yeah, it also does feel possible that, like Seb said, Captain Marvel's been paged. She has to. She she has to turn up and kind of do something immediately. And she'll probably her be going turning right up- past him
0: <laughs> on her way. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Why is she going to go to him? <laughs> She's gonna go to Earth. Well, exactly. No, she'll she'll pass him on her way to Earth. She'll be like, "Oh, what are
3: you
2: doing here?" (laughs) Well, I mean, space is pretty big. That might stretch coincidence a bit far. Well, I mean, what the Guardians just literally bumped into Thor in the last one, James. So they they responded to the to a distress call. Comic book space
3: logic in comic book space, space is a motorway. It's it's one route (laughs) from every planet to another.
2: Um, is Tony on the Milano, by the way? Is that where he is?
0: Uh, it's not the Milano. It's the uh, what's oh, it the called? Mo- the oh. Beneta, The Benatar. Yes, sorry. Yeah, but God. yeah, he is.
2: Going to have to hand in my nerd card for that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so and because none of who survived on that planet it was just Tony just and Tony Nebula, Lebula. right? Yeah. Yep. And so where's Nebula? She's not on. It, she's on a ship. It doesn't seem like she's on his ship.
0: Yeah, so they've just oh.
2: parted ways, have
0: they? I mean, she's with someone on another ship, ship, right? When we see her, she puts her hand on someone and it's. We don't see who it is.
2: Oh, uh, I thought it could. I thought it was potentially a body. Like maybe Gamora's bo- body.
0: A... Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so uh, Tony recalls his message. It's to Pepper. It's sweet and nice because we like Tony and Pepper. Um, and then we cut to. Um, like a cornfield, um, I, and and it's not to reason space corn in there. It's Thanos. <laughs> um, and there's like a Thanos scarecrow. So his is 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 that just Thanos has hung up his armor? Is that what's going
3: on? Yeah, that has precedent a, in the game.
0: comics. Tell us about the Thanos scarecrow. Yes, <laughs> yeah. When like I've I said before how when Thanos like quits being a universal despot, he goes and sets up a nice little farm. And he, he hangs up his armor as a scarecrow in the comics. And that's exactly what happens here. So <laughs> and then that's... eventually Adam Warlock comes and finds him. And he's like, this isn't Thanos. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun moment that references the comics very directly. So if that is if
2: that is what's... Because that, that seems like reasonable that Thanos has given up and he's a farmer now. Um, <laughs> do you reckon there's an Adam Warlock standing who goes and finds him there?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I just want to say, by the way, I find it incredibly hilarious that uh a guy who was very concerned about resource distribution um (laughs) has become a subsistence farmer like he's living it he believes he's living his his belief (laughs) in sustainability (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna
2: guess that i don't know do you reckon do you reckon there is a showdown with thanos face to face like in space it or wherever thanos is before they go back in time or do you reckon it's that they go back in time the first thing changes maybe an infinity stone disappears from the gauntlet and that's when thanos realizes and goes after them
0: yeah i don't i i kind of think they're definitely going to fight that version of thanos yeah but i don't think they'll go straight to him because they already know they can't beat him that way I mean, it's interesting, actually, because again, in the in the comics, like the the thing about Thanos is he wants part of him wants to lose. So this, this is where I think it because
3: is ultimately going to go. Yeah, yeah,
0: because he he prefers the struggle to victory um, and doesn't think he's like worthy of winning like subconsciously. He doesn't think he's got it in him to to achieve his plans. So I think some version of that is going to come into play as well.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, and and you have to imagine, given how much they invested in Thanos as a character in the first one, this isn't just going to be the Avengers going on a mission and eventually Thanos is taken down. We no. have to we have to be following through his arc, his emotional arc in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, otherwise, what was the point of all that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we we go back down to Earth um, after that, and I think the rest of the trailer is on Earth. Captain America is crying. Uh, Cap's crying, you guys.
3: He just he he, he really really liked Groot.
2: They've really <laughs> formed a bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really sad. Oh, may, maybe. He's just mourning the loss of that beard because the beard is gone immediately.
3: Look, as I said on Twitter, we don't know if Sharon survived the snap or not. So. <laughs>
2: um, I saw just. Uh, I just want to say, do you think there's any chance, though, that what we didn't see like a second after the end credits of Infinity War was the beard traveling away into dust in the end? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The the thing I thought was funny was, um, you know, the bit where he looks at the like locket it, and it's got Piggy Carter's thing in. Mm. I saw someone saying like he's looking at that and thinking I'm I'm nailing her, her niece. No, he never did. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, Cap is still a virgin. I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Bucky's been around for ages. <laughs> Uh, but i just i I just i think it's funny that the russo's set up sharon carter and then they sort of went "Mm, no maybe not i mean that that for me is the one (laughs) the one big misstep
2: that they've made in captain america's art. yeah i'm not i'm not kidding there like that's just that's the one thing that they got badly wrong um and she and she didn't need to be in civil war they could have no. could have left her where where she was at the end they of
0: could have they could have played a video of Peggy giving that speech <laughs>
2: um so yeah cap's crying his beard is gone uh he's looking at his yeah his picture of Peggy which uh, you know why why are we being reminded of Peggy in this trailer if it's not going to be that's, relevant again?
0: that's what I said why are we gonna be looking at Peggy unless he's gonna go back in time and live out the rest of his days with Peggy? In a nice.
2: I mean, that's that's what I know. Back in time
0: universe. I know know there's there's certain scenes
2: that have been. Or certain. With the time travel stuff, there's certain stuff that I've read rumors that we're going back to this part of the MCU or we're going back to this part. I've never. I I haven't read anything about going back to World World War War II. World War II, no. But there was
0: an Infinity Stone there. And it, it would, would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, if nothing I, I, else, if you want to finish off Captain America without killing him, yeah, <laughs> that's what That's you do. the happy ending. Is that he gets his dance? you, you, so... you send, you send I mean, him
3: back, and he and he grows old and and dies prior to 2010. So he dies before he's revived, essentially, yeah. <laughs> and and just lives out his life. It's the it's the Amy and Rory but, scenario.
2: <laughs> but I, uh, so I that's what I kind of think would be a nice ending but I almost wonder whether potentially World War 2 is a setting as in like we won't just see Peggy <clears throat> in that in that perfect ending at the end of the movie maybe we'll see her actually as part of the story. Actually yes. Ooh that would be nice. Would, I, mean, I don't would, think it
0: would happen but it would be it'd nice. be Even better if
2: Underwood I, was in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well it would be good but not quite as good. Um yeah, I don't think it's going to happen just because that Infinity Stone is the Battle of New York Infinity Stone and we're definitely seeing the Battle of New York again. Um, so, yeah, I don't expect it, but I think it, however much uh, Haley Atwell you can put in this movie, that would be good. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it lends credence to our to our Peggy theory because that is the thing that I'm attached to most now about this
0: film. <laughs> that is the thing you've invented that you want to happen most <laughs>
2: I I can't remember. Did did I invent or did one of you? Oh, no, I
0: know. I think I think it was my. It's yeah. been my theory for ages. But you know, I'm not claiming ownership of it.
2: I I just want Cap to get that last dance. I think that would be, yeah, that would be the perfect send off for that character. The o- the uh,
3: only thing I will say about that is while I do agree and it's what I'd like to see happen, I don't know if they see it as something that's lacking in closure as much as we do, because Steve and Peggy did see each other again after
0: he was revived. Yeah, but no, what like the question is for Cap- for the story of Captain America, like oh, no, his yeah. entire emotional arc is uh, completely I <laughs> I I missed out on my own life and now this is what I'm left with. Yeah, but I just think that I think that specific
3: thing of the going back and and seeing Peggy, you know, I think I think it can be viewed that actually that was closed off.
2: Uh um. well they brought her back in they brought her back in Age of Ultron and did that dream sequence about him going back to the Swan Club and wanting that last dance. So it's something they've dangled mm. out there post Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, I, I but I agree with you,
0: Seb. We definitely invest more in that than <laughs>
2: anyone else invests in it. So,
0: I, I I think they know the fans love that pairing, though.
2: Yeah, and I, I just think it would be kind of perfect for him to have always been
0: the the husband, mm-hmm. but just not. None of us knew it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he'd be depowered as well. Yeah. But yes. Know. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, um cap is crying um we we get it kind of re-explained to us that yes thanos achieved what he wanted to achieve if there was ever any doubt half of humanity has been wiped from the face of it well half of not just humanity half of life in the universe has been she said
0: she says life like trees aren't life you know, half the trees might be dead james you don't know <laughs> which half the half uh, we can't see. The deciduous trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all deciduous trees. <laughs> all deciduous trees are gone. Um. <laughs> all the elm all the elms. <laughs> um
2: so yeah, um we see uh some boards in the background, uh and um Peter Parker is missing. Um oh, who's the other one on the board? Scott Larry. Well Scott Scottline missing sorry shuri was the was the one i was reaching mm. for um, um with the assumption there that everyone who is missing is assumed to be dead <laughs> um but in the avengers facility is widow cap banner uh thor yeah and, and Nebula's off and out somewhere somebody's else. missing
3: somebody who survived the snap is completely missing from this trailer Go on. Rocket.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, so what's going on there? That is interesting, yeah. I imagine he's off with Nebula, right? But why would he have... Would he have just left Earth after what happened there?
2: Yeah. He, have, he doesn't give a shit about Earth. I would have figured he'd have stuck around with Thor. Mm. That's his only... I would... Uh, do you know what I'm going to assume, Seb? effects aren't
0: finished <laughs> <laughs> that they should have had a picture right? of sean gunn just like crouching around yeah <laughs> just around a corner um
2: yeah uh, good spotless ed because that didn't didn't even occur to me um
0: but cruci- it would have wrecked the tone of the trailer a little bit it's very somber oh, no, it's yeah, hard I, to be somber I, I with a cgi raccoon
3: leaving him out but i just think it's it's interesting yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, interestingly, and as as we will get to right at the end, um, everyone there is presu- pres- is missing, presumed dead. And it seems very notable that they all, that Ant-Man is one of the people they presume to be snapped away.
0: Um, so, I feel really bad for them when he then turns up. Then and you well, can see like the excitement in their faces that's like, Wait. Maybe everyone Scott Lang was back. gone, but he's back. Maybe there's a way. And it's like, no, no, you just you misunderstood.
2: No, <laughs> yeah, well, let's get that. Um next we cut to what looks like Asia. Um <laughs> the, st- the stuff on the side <laughs> It's
0: generic. Japan. It's definitely Japan. Yeah, because yeah. it's Ronin. It is Ronin. And who's Ronin, James? Ronin, Ronin is Keisha. well, he's several people, let's be fair. He's he's Daredevil and he's Echo. And he's sometimes Hawkeye. Was he ever actually Daredevil? Because I thought the intent was for him to be Daredevil, but did they actually... Yeah, was he actually... Yeah, Unless I think he was, and then they changed their mind because everyone guessed. I can't remember if he ever was. Uh, or was... But, it... mm. but yeah, I'm not sure. Crucially, who's this Ronin? <laughs> this Ronin is Hawkeye.
2: It's Hawkeye! It's Barton. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Finally. Oh. Finally, Hawkeye. <sighs> be still my beating
2: heart, because... Jeremy Renner is back in these movies. Oh, I, I, am not gonna lie. I was very, very happy. Although he looks very, very sad. So, question: <laughs> Do we think that Hawkeye has been Ronin for a while, or has he been Ronin since the snap?
0: Um, since the I snap, think, his I th- no, nah, I think he's been undercover as Ronin the whole time because. Without shield, he, he he has no master. But also he doesn't like he's been holed up in a safe house and he doesn't want to be visibly an Avenger again. So he's been hiding his identity so he can he can do the superhero thing without. So the
2: there was a lot of his, himself from the Russo's before Infinity War that Hawkeye wasn't in this movie because he was off doing something else. <laughs> so I, I agree I think he has been thrown in for some time, but I don't think he's been sad Ronin, for all that time. He is real sad because his family are all gone. That's got yeah. to be there.
0: Yeah, and that would make sense, right?
2: Yeah, but it's okay because he's going to see his daughter in a flash forward to where she is a member of like, the New Avengers or something. So <laughs>
0: Well, Hawkeye's doing it, yeah, I guess. Maybe.
2: So that will be cool. Uh, but yeah, I was, very, I was very happy to see uh, Jezza back um and yeah and then um, that's when we get the shot of peggy and then we get the uh title card which is avengers endgame which we talked about so yeah let's talk about the scene at the end because the dude's a breath of of fresh
0: air isn't he (laughs) yeah because he's like a chirpy chirpy idiot scott lang has turned up to make everything funny again
2: (laughs) there's no there is no you can't quite undersell the moment when he turns up in Civil War, and this movie that has been taking itself so seriously, and everyone is taking everything so seriously, it's like, "Hey, I'm Scott. What's going on?" Oh, Captain America! It's <laughs> it's it's joy. It's like bottled joy, and
0: <laughs> exactly the same thing happens here. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's this there's this trailer that is like, understandably, half of the universe has just been wiped out. Our Avengers like how how do you come back from this and this and the trailer up to this point doesn't give any hint at how you come back from this and then Scott turns up and like the implication is that Scott is the key somehow to unlocking
3: the implication is that at the end of the day Paul Rudd is the one who can save us all <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I almost say like watching this trailer with the, and with the knowledge that we already have about Captain Marvel I, I almost want the subtitle of this to be Avengers for Clint Carol and Scotty save the day like that's that feels like the direction this is going in it feels I the, it feels like there's going to have to be different little bits of information that turn up from the Avengers who weren't there before that unlocks this plan, right? Clint's I'm, gonna clint's gonna come with some info, Scott's gonna come with some info, Carol's gonna come with a huge amount of power. Um and ton- and presumably Tony's gonna get down from
0: space. I I think specifically, Scott I'm not sure how he gets out of the quantum realm, but I think having got no. out of it, because like we know time works differently in the quantum realm, right? And they've got this tunnel device thing, so you know, build a bigger version of that into the quantum realm they go and then out they come at any point in time that they want to.
2: What was the line in the the post-credit scene in Ant-Man? I've forgotten it already, but at the time it was like it felt really important.
0: Yeah, what was it? It was like, don't cross the streams, but for Marvel, right? What was it? It was like, don't get caught in a time vortex. In a time, oh yeah. Don't get caught in a time vortex. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So what if we go in and we get caught in a time vortex? (laughs) Yep and what and if we have out what your if- pop in different eras of history next to the infinity stones okay
2: so let's go let's go through the stones right and and <laughs> and, and, and how this might work Remember so when it's be a short insert <laughs> i just i i want to predict where we're gonna go in Avengers history because the one that I'm certain of as I said is the Battle of New York and that that is the that's the Tesseract yeah the Mind Stone they could go back to various points in time I guess ba- I guess Age Battle, of, Battle of New York
0: again potentially Loki's yeah, you could... scepter
2: You could do them both at once. I was thinking Age of Ultron just because that's when it comes out of the set. That's when they get it out. Yeah. So that might be the the time where you destroy it. The Soul Stone, there's really only one point you can go back to.
0: Oh, oh, interesting. Do you think they're actively destroying Infinity Stones?
2: Mm, Stealing or destroying? Yeah, Yeah, okay. I don't know which Because I
0: think they're collecting them for themselves. And then, who and then Captain like America is going to wield the gauntlet against Thanos. I uh,
2: it, I think it has to be Tony and Cap at the end of the day. Yeah. Somehow. Maybe. I think, it, I think it comes down to those two. I think those
0: Tony th- tries to do it and Cap punches him and takes it. Because, you know, Tony's got a kid on the way and Cap's got nothing to live for because the only thing he wants is is Peggy and she's in the 1940s.
2: Tony, right? Tony's got to die, though. He's got to die. No, absolutely
0: not. Right. If we get out no. of
2: Infinity War, and the only thing that's happened is Cap has been sent back in time, there has to be casualties. There absolutely has to be casualties. And I, there aren't, I just, there aren't I don't. that many. There aren't that many contenders. And if they, if
0: if I don't see this film feeling like a win if Tony Stark dies. And this film has to feel like a win because
2: everyone just fucking died unless, in the last one. Unless he's properly throwing his life on the line, you know, like unless it's it's the suicide play from the first film. But this time it actually yeah,
0: is Yeah, but in like what's heroic about leaving your wife an unborn child, which is definitely a thing. I mean I
2: floated my that he I floated my idea that he lives on in AI anyway. <laughs> that he lives on within the suits, and whoever's the next person to wear the suit has Tony in the rear.
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I think Cap is going to go back in time and Tony Stark's going to be alive. Anyway, maybe may retired, but alive.
2: So the the other scene that I'm pretty sure they could, that we're going to go back to is the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Because do you know what? They could almost be collecting characters along the way as well. You know, they could be collecting their pals along the way. Yeah, could be. Um. What of a stone? Oh, oh, God, are they going to have to go back to Thor the Dark World?
0: <laughs> Maybe that'll be a really quick, quick visit.
2: We could just dash through Greenwich, take the tube, and that'll be that. <laughs> they could, and yeah, the soul stone, it feels like you go back to... The
3: long period of time in which it sat in the vaults on Asgard after Thor the Dark World and before yeah. um, Infinity War.
0: Maybe they'll just do, like, Thor goes off and he's like, I'll I'll get the Infinity Stone, and then he comes back and he's just got it and they don't even reference the rest of it. <laughs> you know, like when in Age of Ultron where he's like, oh, I'm going to go on a quest, and then he goes quickly to a cave and then quickly comes back and says, no, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe we're going back to the cave. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my big fear for this movie is they, if they're going to do the Battle of New York again in any kind of way... Uh, I I worry about what the Battle of New York looks like directed by the Russos. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're literally reusing the original storyboards. I'm worried. (laughs) I don't think you need Uh, to be that worried, to be honest. It's the Battle of New York, except this time everyone just runs at each other along the street. (laughs) (laughs) The Battle of New York on a 2D plane. Yeah, and there's the and there's the Arrested Development stair car in the background. That's it. <laughs> I can't see any problem with anything <laughs> you've suggested, though. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> so good trailer, we liked it. Um, and it, 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 yeah, it, 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 it's it's funny, isn't it? It's like
3: whatever they did was going to be a win because it's the new Avengers trailer that we were all waiting for. And yet, it still really, really feels like a win. It just feels like they have absolutely done exactly what they needed to even if not revealing the title was maybe a misstep because all we've done is go oh well why didn't you want to tell us that but aside from that how they have played this and again maybe other than the fact that it's overshadowed captain marvel a little bit um you know the fact that they've managed to overshadow the release of uh into the spider verse is no mean feat as well um but it's yeah it's it's fantastic it's it's you know it's it's i think it's exactly what we would have wanted from a trailer for this film a yeah, first but, trailer anyway
2: but it's not going to make uh fans any less thirsty for the next trailer no but which again um, is, which which should be a part
3: of it the first trailer should yeah. make you want to see the second trailer
2: um the big test is still mm. going to be the spider-man far from home trailer still don't know how they do that <laughs>
3: I'm still still thinking that's coming, <laughs> but then I can't remember if and I can't remember how much but of it you're keeping in. But when we signed off on the on the the full record of this episode, I think I was at a point where I didn't think there was going to be the Endgame trailer this week. Not that we knew it was Endgame, yeah. Uh, and I was wrong there, so I could be wrong about Far from Home, but. I think it. I, think I just it don't be mad see how Sony you don't to, to actually detract further from Spider Verse as well. But but then maybe it's capitalising on a wave of Spider interest. I don't know.
2: Well, I I don't think. Well, whenever we get the Far From Home trailer, whether it's before Christmas, before Christmas, after Christmas, I don't think you can not advertise your movie. I've seen. I I read the dumbest of dumb think pieces about uh, why um, Marvel actually don't need to release trailers for avengers 4 or avengers endgame as we now know it um and like saying oh well maybe maybe think about it think everyone's gonna watch this movie anyway Uh, that's not how marketing works it's (laughs) it's an investment in a you, you know you have an idea of what you think you're gonna make without marketing and an idea of what you're gonna make with marketing you can't not market even as something that you're hoping to if you're hoping to make two billion dollars from something you can't not market like it. you know we as fans
3: will be going to see this film this film even if there were no trailers but yeah. you know one the general public are not fans and two it's not just about getting people in to go and see it as soon as it comes out there is so much more than that and it's the conversation because it's the conversation that builds the loyalty to the brand and puts you in a position where you, you could get away with releasing a film without any trailers, ironically. It's kind of a... What's the reverse of a self-perpetuating cycle? Um, but, you know, the, the the point is, it's because they do this and it's because of the campaigns and it's because of the way they tease and build and they they have us talking about this film for months beforehand and speculating about it. That is all part of the game and, and that's what fosters, you know, that incredible sense of investment that we've all got in this 22, 23 film long ongoing story.
2: And I'll tell you something else. Marvel are hoping, and I think I I think this is why they've released this tra- trailer before Christmas. They're hoping that they can exceed the box office of Infinity War with Endgame, and the way they can do that is by getting the is by getting Infinity War in front of people who haven't already seen it. So you release this trailer, and it's a reminder to mm. people who haven't seen it that this big event movie is coming, and you can only participate in that event if, you <laughs> if saw you've seen the before. previous one. <laughs> yeah, and what? not for nothing, Infinity War is... I don't know whether this is the case in the UK. It definitely is in the US. Infinity War is going onto Netflix in the US this month. Mm. So Ooh. over the Christmas period, if you wanted to watch Infinity War, you can. Do you Do
3: you um, think it will d- do, do it? Do you think it will make more?
2: um i don't know just because i don't know what how much space it's got at the box office because that was that was the thing that held it back at least in the u.s compared to black panther it ended up higher than black panther worldwide but in the u.s black panther grossed more because of because of the space it had at the box office basically Mm. and black panther was a phenomenon in the u.s there's no no doubt about that but um the release schedule seems to get more and more crowded. I think I think actually this trailer, the date they revealed was again a week earlier than we thought it was going to be released um, in the US. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure because, to be honest, I lose track of all the dates on this. But um, I'm sure Marvel will be thinking about how they can maximise the money from this one way or another. But yeah, it's difficult when you release it in the middle of the year rather than February or October, November is the big, like, Venom can make all that money because there's nothing else there, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, same was the case with Black Panther. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I fully expect it to make, uh, you know, well over one and a half billion, probably over two billion. And yeah, it's probably going to be up there in the top five highest grossing movies ever made by the time we get there. Yeah. Um, I kind of yeah okay I'm going to I'm going to put put it on the line I at least think this outgrosses Infinity War next year.
0: Okay.
2: Well World, worldwide
0: yeah mm, I I wonder mm. I wonder cuz I think Infinity War was sold as the big team up movie and a lot of people will have gone to it and been like yeah it's okay I'm not you know I've seen the team up I don't need to go back for the rest of it. But they didn't team up. Yeah yeah but the people who who turned up just cuz it was the event movie. Yeah will
3: be seated now they won't be like oh i didn't um get the event movie i need to see this one instead if they feel like they didn't get the event movie they're not they're not going to be suckered a second time <laughs>
2: hmm. until until there is the shot in the second trailer that gets everyone to go holy shit i need to see that okay so that was the avengers endgame trailer and that is that is now finally it for this week's show Don't forget that the next episode is on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which um, between recording the rest of the podcast and this part of the podcast, we've now all seen. Um, So we'll be recording that very shortly and cannot wait to get that one to you Um, if you're enjoying the show then please do subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or your podcast app of choice you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe and you can pick up some t-shirts from our Redbubble store you can find more episodes of the show at cinematicuniverse.com get in touch via Facebook on Twitter at cine underscore verse or send us an email to editorial at cinematicuniverse.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye
0: goodbye